last month at the Danish Roasting Championship. I talked to Mikkel. He's roasting at La Cabra. And then, so what makes you dump the roast? Is that the time, the temperature, the color, the surface? Do you smell? Do you smell the roast during? No, 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 I don't. I, I can't smell anything. It just, just smells burnt to me. Yeah. Uh, it's very impressive that some people can roast the coffee yeah. with smelling it. Uh, I, I, I listen a lot to the beans and I look at the beans, but I, I don't smell them. This is a part of a series where I look into what to go by to stop the roast. This episode is about using time from first crack starts, counting seconds. You have to listen carefully to when the cracking starts. You're listening to the podcast Coffee Roasting Navigated. My name is Therese Brunstad. This is a podcast about all the differences in coffee roasting. Yes, roasters go by different things to control the roast. But the goal is the same for everybody. To get the good taste and to repeat it. That's difficult. The roasting process is very lively. A lot is going on. Even though you try to do the same, it's not always the same taste that comes out of it. James Huffman from the British roastery Square Mile Coffee talks about it in a YouTube video from July this summer. Now, every roastery in the world struggles with absolute quality, right? Everyone agrees that roasting is incredibly difficult to be consistent with. It's incredibly difficult to do well. Everyone has a bad day. Everyone puts out batches they aren't entirely happy with. I'm not saying no one roasts good coffee. I'm saying there's a gap often between what we wanted to achieve with that roast and what we did achieve. Now, it still may be delicious, but we left some potential on the table. That's the struggle with coffee roasting. In last episode, episode four, I also talked with Tony Jacobsen about it. The problem is when you taste it, how good it can be, then you get uh, picky and you want to hit that very optimum and very good. That's about how I get frustrated because yeah. maybe other people think it's okay coffee, but I know when a roast is not uh, as good as it could be. And there's the high five because that's reaching into perfection, which is like nothing ever will get perfect. Perfect is much more complex than reaching for it, like... Uh, so, uh, so you have to love the reaching part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's the development, I think. Yeah. And I'm also that. I also look for potential. Where can we hit potential and where is the potential? Here Tony calls it reaching into perfection. Well, that is what I have been used to on my previous roaster. I don't know if it's perfection. It's just the taste that I want. And I could catch it again and again. In this episode, I will tell you about where I come from, the approach I have been using to stop the roast. It worked well for the taste that I like. I go for an intense aroma and balanced taste. Balanced means pleasant in the mouth, not tilting to high acidity or anything. And the deep aromas that give a long pleasant aftertaste that can last for hours. I did this on a simple roaster where I could not control much. It was an old hot tub where I could not control heat nor airflow and it had no bean temperature reading or anything. The only thing I could do to control the taste 
was when I stopped the roast. I listened for the onset of first crack and looked at the time from there. I suppose I could have looked at the color to decide when to stop. But human eyesight did not seem reliable enough to me. The time from first crack to dump is called development time. The thinking behind it is, when first crack starts, a lot happens to the taste. It changes quickly. When I started roasting coffee, other roasters told me, give it from 1.30 to 2 minutes for filter coffee. As I gained experience, I developed my way to explore the optimum roast of a bean. First batch I roasted 1.30 minutes from first crack start, then tasted 4-5 days later. If it tasted too acidic or underdeveloped, I tried 1.40 next time. If it was too dark, then I tried a bit shorter, like 1.25. To begin with, I hesitated to roast shorter than 1.25. I was worried to get an underdeveloped taste, grassy and hay-like, and too much acidity. At some point I got a Burundi bean for the first time. It was highly recommended from Ida Kofod. She's head roaster at Contra here in Copenhagen. I started as usual by roasting it 1.30 from first crack. It tasted very dark, flat, almost burnt. Nothing lively or interesting, like an old supermarket coffee. Okay, I tried a bit shorter, 1.25. Still awful. Then I tried 1.15. This was crazy short for me back then. tasted a bit less dark, but it was still boring. I was mystified. Did Ida just have a very different taste preference than I? Then I tried crazy one minute and five seconds from first crack start. Really breaking new ground for me. But finally something good started to appear. So I ventured even shorter. 55 seconds. Wow! Great, now we're talking. And then I understood why Ida loved this bean. Ever since, I have been a Burundi fan. I also tried 50 seconds, but that was too acidic for me. A friend of mine, Jon, tried it even shorter, but then it was underdeveloped and grassy. Ever since, I have been able to get the good taste around 55 seconds. This was a couple of years ago. Later I've heard another approach when the beans have a burnt taste. Use less heat. That's two different approaches to solve the problem. Remember, this podcast is about the different approaches in coffee roasting. I'm not the know-it-all type that will tell you the right way of doing it. Here I'm just looking into the different ways of doing it. Walking around the coffee roasting landscape, where the point is, the better map you got, the better you are at navigating. For a long time I roasted a great El Salvador bean, 
it was great with development time around 1 minute and 22 seconds. After having done that for a long time, I wondered, would it be better at 1.15? That's 7 seconds shorter. I tried. Nope. The taste was boring and underdeveloped. So back to the 1.22. And it worked. I had the same great taste again. To be able to do this, control the taste by the length of the development time, you have to be able to determine exactly when the first crack starts. Some roasting machines are so noisy that it's difficult to hear the beans. The most silent roaster I ever roasted on was the hot tub. Here the crack was very easy to hear. It sounds like this. The next difficulty is that the first crack doesn't start all at once. First one pop, then silent for a while, then the next, then silent. So when exactly should you declare? Development time is counted from here. This next recording is from a 2 kilo coffee tech roaster. It's a bit more noisy. Try listening for the first crack. Along the way you can hear the trier being pulled in and out. Around 15 seconds in, it almost sounds like a little cracking, but not really. You can hear the whole sound bite on my website, coffeenavigated.net. Then there is one clear snap at 53 seconds. Then silent. I need more of a roll to say that it has started. Then right after one minute, lower cracking starts to roll. I would count from there. I just want to mention that this wasn't the only way I could influence the taste on my old hot tub. I could get an earlier first crack by doing longer preheat and by doing smaller batch sizes, 200 grams instead of 250. Before these hacks, I got first crack at 12 minutes or later. After, I got it around 8 to 9 minutes. I like the taste better here. More powerful aroma, more clear. Now back to the development time. When I started learning about roasting, I got the impression that the longer I roast, roasting darker, the more bitter, roasty and burnt taste. But later I found that it wasn't that simple. I had a bean from Mount Elgin in Uganda. On my hot tub I found it to be great around one minute. But I did a couple of darker roasts for a friend. Something like three minutes from first crack. This was on my new roaster. One had a darker and roastier taste, as expected. But the other one tasted great. The funny thing was that it tasted very much like the one minute roast. Crazy. So a bean doesn't just have one optimum. It has more along the way. At different roast degrees. On one occasion I tried to play around in the second crack area. 
that's a lot darker than I'm used to. I made three roasts in a row on my hot top. One I dumped on the first sound of second crack. The next went one minute into second crack. And the last one as long as I dared. Second crack just goes on and on. And the smoke is heavy. After two minutes, I couldn't stand it any longer, so I stopped the roast there. The strange thing was that the middle roast was the worst. Bitter, burnt and no interesting aroma. You should think that the very long, dark, charcoal roast tasted even worse. But no, it was better than the middle roast. It had much less bitterness and had some nice aromas. Very, very dark aromas, but it definitely had its charm. All these experiments gave me the impression that flavors goes up and down during the development phase, and that you're able to find a way to catch the good spots. But if I had it all under control, why am I looking any further? Why do I keep investigating? Well, this technique only worked to a certain point. With some beans I didn't catch it. Like I had a Kenya bean that I couldn't get a good aroma out of. Only the acidity. Not the famous berry aroma. Maybe I didn't try enough. Maybe it was the bean I got hold of. Or maybe it is that reaching into perfection part that Tony talked about in last episode. Another limitation. One thing was the hot tub. But a year ago, I got a new roaster. A one kilo roaster, the Bullet R1. Here I can control so many things. Preheat temperatures, settings for heat, fan and drum speed. And I got the bean temperature and rate of rise on the computer. A whole new world. More possibilities, but also new ways of messing things up and get confused. Then I understood the talk about the troubles with controlling a roast. Here's so much to play around with. High heat start or lower heat, what airflow to go for, and different rate of rise in the development time. Now I experienced how it wasn't enough using development time as the only parameter to control the taste. Like we heard about in episode 3, different rate of rise in the development phase affect the taste very much. In the last three episodes, we heard from roasters who didn't use counting seconds from first crack start. But I know several professional roasters who do, though they typically don't use that as the only factor. They combine it with something else. In the beginning of this episode, we heard Mikkel Selma. I haven't visited him on the roastery at La Capra. It's another city here in Denmark. I talked to him last month at the National Roasting Championship here in Denmark. He was one of the participants. Let's hear more about his approach. Can you introduce yourself, your name and where you are a roaster? Yeah, my name is uh, Mikkel Selma. I'm from Aarhus. Um, roasting for La Capra Coffee Roasters. 
And how did you feel it uh, it went uh, in this competition? Ah, I think it's a it's a it's a tough com- com- competition. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of getting used to machine to the machinery you're using. So I feel that that it's that the competition is a big part of that. But you have to get used to the to the equipment yeah. Yeah. and be good at at uh, adjusting your knowledge and your ideas to to new equipment. Yeah. So this is a lowering. You're in this competition. What are you roasting on at home? We're roasting in a pro at home. Which size? 12 kilos. 12 kilos. This is for a roasting podcast where I uh, ask different roasters what they go by when they dump the roast. Yeah. Because people go by very different things. Um, at first, I would like to ask you approximately how long development time do you give uh, the beans? In what area are you? At one minute or two minutes or from 1.30 to 2? Or I, I normally don't go over one minute. So... It depends on variety and and uh, origin and all these things, but I would say between 45 seconds and one minute. Yeah. Yeah. And then, to what makes you dump the roast? Is that the time, the temperature, the color, the surface? Do you smell? Do you smell the roast during? No, 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 no I don't. I, I can't smell anything. It just, <laughs> just smells burnt to me. Yeah. Uh, it's very impressive that some people can roast the coffee yeah. with smelling it. Uh, I. I i listen a lot to the beans, and I look at the beans, but I, will, I don't smell them. And least somebody's so taking listen. a photo, and it looks cool. <laughs> <laughs> and listen, that is then when the crack starts. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, mainly. Mm-hmm. Um, which is also a bit tricky on the lowering. Yeah. Seems like ah. not, not a lot of sound. Yeah, I've heard they take the try out and look when the beans are jumping yeah. uh, because you can't really hear it. Yeah. So that's also different for you here compared with at home that you can't you can't hear the crack as well. And that's that's a big part. Yeah. yeah. Um, generally, we, we, we aim at La Capra to 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 unveil the flavor within the beans, and we we aim not to like our role as roasters is, is, is nothing more than just to unveil potential we don't want to add flavor we don't want roast flavor so I would rather have it a bit underdeveloped than I would have any roast flavor to me to me, that, that is a defect like all the other defects and you look at the time mainly from the first crack start that is what you done but you also look at the temperature rise yeah, yeah, yeah. I look at both rate, rate of rise yeah. we want to we wanna, normally we want to do 10, 10 degrees rate of rise for one minute. Within one minute. Yeah. And then if it runs faster, you dump it earlier or...? It doesn't. It doesn't. You, <laughs> no. have, it, you have control? Yeah, yeah, we have control. Yeah. We, we, we want to be uh, within two seconds of the, of the profile we decided on. Two seconds. Yeah. So Mikkel used the time from first crack starts and the temperature rise. Sounds like he have a very steady road of the roast. Notice that he is very narrow with the development time, within two seconds, he said. So you know for a certain bean, this one is good at 45 seconds, that wasn't good, it was 55 seconds. Yes, yeah, so we, get, we get some green beans and we use our intuition to, to, to guide us into some sort of area that we're roasting within. And then we're going to roast a few different profiles and then we're going to cup it. And then we're going to adjust and we keep doing that until we're satisfied. And when you say approximately 10 degrees from first crack start, do they then start at um, the bean, uh, the crack? Does it start at the same bean temperature uh, normally, like at 200 or 197? Like the charge? The, or the um, crack, the first crack? The, the first crack. Yeah, it's within three degrees, I would say. Yeah. 
between 195 and 198. Mm-hmm. Depends a little bit of the density and the long, the, uh, the total roast time. Yeah. yeah. So how much? How how? Um, at what time do you want your first crack? Do you want it at nine minutes or seven or? No, no, no. <laughs> we want it at 12 minutes approximately. 12 minutes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We roast rather slow. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. Thank you very much. You're welcome. And good luck. Thank you. I was surprised to hear that Mikkel go for rate of rise at 10 degrees in the development phase. The recommendation I have heard has been like 5 degrees or less for a light roast. Interesting. There are so many ways of roasting, so many variables. And as Mikkel also remarked about the competition, a lot has to do with the machinery, getting to know your roaster. That's what my roasting life has been like the last year. Getting to know my new roaster. Since it was new to the market, I was learning together with other new bullet owners, trying out different things. We keep discovering something. At some point it came up that the optimum batch size seems to be six to 700 grains. Remember, it's a one kilo roaster. I have been roasting 400 grains because I wanted to try out more things. But when I raised it to 500 grains, it became steadier. It has a more steady road going into first crack. And it tastes better. It's like with the 400 grains, it was more flying around. That had been confusing me. I had a hard time trying to get a steady profile. Back on my hot tub, it must have produced a steady profile, since I could use the development time so precise to control the taste. Like also middle could tell about. If you have total control of the process, if you every time get first crack at the same bean temperature and have the same rate of rise, then it's the same if you drop by a certain bean temperature, like Tony in last episode, or use the development time. It's just, often it seems to be difficult to get exactly the same every time. And the next question. How closely linked is the taste to the bean temperature profile? James Hoffman also talks about this in his YouTube video from July. Now, by and large, many of us are working with vintage machines wherein we pretty much adapted it to put a small temperature probe into one or two places to track that data with something like Cropster. Uh, But really, that data isn't super good. You'll see lots of roasters who are able to exactly replicate a roast profile, but in doing so, the taste of the coffee will vary very slightly. This, to me, tells me we just don't have very good data. That's it for now. I have more interviews from the National Roasting Competition here in Denmark, so that could make a new episode. And I still have recordings with the roaster at Nordic Approach in Oslo about sample roasting. So much to do, so little time. If you want to encourage my work here, write a review in iTunes or join the Facebook group podcast Coffee Roasting Navigated. You can subscribe to this podcast on your smartphone in your podcast app or you can find it on the website coffeenavigated.net 
podcast. My name is Therese Brunstad. Some people drink coffee to get through the day. Others get through the day to drink good coffee.